This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 403 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show by Horselovers.com. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our sponsors this week are Horselovers.com and Sparkle and Boom. Auditor Celeste Coulter is in the hot seat this week as our listener of the week. Auditor Avery Morgan reviews the book Dressage Horse Manifesto. I practiced that because it was hard to say. <laughs> and, and our horselovers.com tack and habit product review is the Shires Neoprene Brushing Boots. Listen in. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the Stable, it's every week. They bring you the news through hail hot water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. Sit on down and laugh till your poop Cause it's time again for Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop This is Glenda Geek And this is Helena B And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show On the Horse Radio Network Well howdy Helena Hi Glenn, hi everybody I got to tell you what I did. <laughs> Jennifer's Uh-oh. birthday was yesterday. You know what? The show is never going to be no. good when someone says, I got to tell, tell you what I did. <laughs> so Jennifer's ahead. birthday is yesterday, and I am an excellent card picker. I, when, it, when it comes to buying any kind of cards, birthday, Christmas, whatever, anniversary, Jennifer sends me because I always find the perfect card. I mean, I, it's like I'm drawn like a magnet to the perfect card. <laughs> it's a gift, okay? So this year, I kind of rotate what kind of, whether I get her a school. You know, the hard thing for guys every year when it comes to birthdays and that kind of thing is do you get the funny card or the squishy card? Right, right, right. And I mix it up. I always determined what kind of life, what kind of life are we having right now? Right. Are we having? Does she need the sweet and mushy, exactly. or can she take a nice happy laugh? Right. And I don't know if I'm the only one that does that. And I know a lot. You no, know, I do too. Okay, I totally good. do. Yeah. And, and I hear a lot of crap. You know, on, you don't do it consciously though. It's almost like subconsciously. Yes. Yeah. And, but you know, I hear crap. You know, you hear women talking. Well, I don't ever like to get to funny cards and blah blah blah. And I'm going. Well, then I wouldn't be married to you. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. Um, so I go to the store and I look around, look around, look around, look around. I finally find a perfect one. It's kind of a mix between funny and mushy, right? It okay. was perfect. So I go and I don't know about you, but I always pull the one out from behind the one that's in front because I figure that one has cooties from everybody <laughs> looking at it. I am such a cootie avoider. <laughs> now, even though I just picked it up and looked at it, the one with cooties, and then I go put it back, but I guess I figure I don't want the person getting it to get cooties. Or any- so, so, <laughs> oh my God, you <laughs> So I pull it out yes. and I take it home and everything and I get the envelope and all that stuff. And I take it home. And then yesterday morning, and I'm always real bad about actually doing the card ahead of time because that would require forethought. I actually bought the card ahead of time. And I thought that was something. So, so I, that morning, yesterday morning is her birthday, and you know we arranged to have a, a substitute producer so she could have the morning off. And while she was out, you know, riding her horse in the morning, I get the card out and I open it up and I fill out the card, and it's not the card that I had picked. Oh, <gasps> the non cootie card was the non intended card. Up. Yes, it was mixed up as they do in those racks. But stupid Glenn never looked. So I had a card about how wonderful she was and, you know, how she has contributed to my life so much and all that stuff. Well, this is what I bought. You know the real me and love me anyway. It's going to assume I'm going to assume it's true love and not low standards. I get it. So it's kind of funny. Yeah, but it's nothing to do with birthday, and it's nothing to do with her. It's everything to do with me. <laughs> so, so, me, 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 me. So I had a dilemma yesterday. Then I'm going, oh, crap. Now I don't have a card, right? Yeah. So do I give her this card or not and tell her the whole story? 
And I'm like, oh, damn, now what do I do? So I'm like mulling this over for an hour. And I can just see Jennifer's expression as you give her the card and explain to her the story. I could totally see her expression. Well, you know me. I can't help it. So I fill out happy birthday. I love you more than ever, figuring maybe she won't notice. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, I have to tell her the story. Well, what did you think her reaction was? I think she laughed. Yeah, she thought it was hilarious. Yeah, because I think she, she knows me. She knows I would never double check because I'm like always too ADD. Yeah. So yeah, so it worked out in the end. <laughs> but yeah, you know the real <laughs> me and love me anyway. She th- she did think it was ironic that the card was so appropriate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you know. Did you explain to her that it was cootie free? Yes, I did. I explained why. I said I saved her from disease, so that's, that's something. That's the true love right there, is that <laughs> you, you would spare your wife the exposure to cooties. So the I moral mean, of this love. story is always look at the card you buy before you get to check out. <laughs> it could have been something worse. It could have like had a naked woman on it, right? So it could have well, been something much worse. It, it could have been, yeah, because then she'd know what you were doing in the card aisle when she wasn't looking. <laughs> but, you know... <laughs> <laughs> She's your wife. She knows you. Yep, there we go. So there's my uh, card story. Hey, how about before we get started today? We got a lot of guests coming up, but how about before we get started today? We haven't played this in a while. <laughs> would you like to play the Kickstarter guest game with me? I would. I All would. right, good. So this is how it works. Okay. You haven't looked yet. I have went to Kickstarter just now, and I searched for the word horse, and that brings up any of the fund fundraising Kickstarter campaigns that involve a horse in some way. Okay. All I'm going to do to you is read to you the title and the tiny little description. And that's all I'm going to tell you. You have to guess whether they have been funded or whether they have any money or whether they're going to get funded or not. And I'll tell you where they're at currently. Okay. 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 All right. So 2017 Indiana horse calendar wanting to create the world's best Indiana horse calendar. Eight days to go. And, And do I just have to say it's just either funded or not funded? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Not funded. Zero dollars with eight days to go. Sorry, Indiana, but... (laughs) Yeah, not happening with your horse calendar. Race dream. Horses racing table game. What could be better than playing a board game? A horse racing board game. Fun, and you manage your money and not go bankrupt. 20 days to go. Funded. Wrong. Really? $90 with 20 days to go. Oh, there's probably a racing game out there already. Yeah, or it was just okay. boring. I'm not sure. Well, <laughs> I'm not sure and then let, let let me add, I think it should be funded because I think a racing game would be fun. No horses get hurt. Well, the, see, the problem is there's no drama because everybody in racing goes broke eventually. So. No, you can make drama. <laughs> it, it's like playing Monopoly or Life. You can make your own drama. There you go. Or uh, Clue. Maybe a combination of, oh, here we go. Let's combine Clue and the racing game and say, who went in and shot up whose horses with what drugs, <laughs> with illegal drugs? There so we you can go. create That's drama. Right. That's right. We have to drug test the little... Who sabotaged the race? drug test what, the little pieces. <laughs> what jockey showed up half in the bag? We need a vet. <laughs> You have to get the farrier out to change his little shoes. Oh, that's cute. (laughs) Yeah, that'll cost you an extra $500 because you have to get the the farrier from Indiana, even though you live in Texas. You have to get the the specialist. That you originally wanted can't do it. So now you got to find a new jockey. Yeah, that could be fun. Right, right. right. And then there's somebody who's, you know what? Here's a good Kickstarter campaign. How about a new high tech space age material resin type horseshoe? That'll cost you a million bucks. Now you're broke. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. Skin Horse Volume 6. Volume Skin 6 of the critically acclaimed online comic strip. And it's 25 days to go. Skin Horse is the name Skin of the comic Horse strip? Volume 6. I, that's just, I don't know, sounds dirty to me. So I'm going to say, yes, it's funded. 240% funded with $16,000 and 25 days People to go. are messed the F up. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I don't even know what it's about. I didn't well, look at any I'm of saying, I don't care. It sounds dirty. It sounds something like, it, it, like, it probably... sounds like something that horse people would not be interested in. Uh, lead a horse to water. Female fi- filmmakers got together to create a short film with a strong independent female character. 21 days to go. Yes, I'm going to say it's funded. 
nine percent funded uh, with forty two hundred dollars, which means they wanted a lot of money on this one. Nine percent uh, funded. 9%, wow, yeah. Twenty one days to go. They're going to have a long road, I think, on that one. Okay. Here's one, and uh, I'm going to read it, and then you can guess what it is. Okay. Cairo Ride Saddle Interface. Turning your asymmetrical horse into a symmetrical base to place your saddle on. Using your asymmetrical horse to create... Turning your asymmetrical horse into a symmetrical base to place your saddle on. Uh, 45 days to go. Just start. What's the benefit? I have no idea. I didn't read any of them. I'm just giving you the... (laughs) Oh, all right, all right, all right. And they still have 45 days to go? Yeah. How long does Kickstarter last? I think they're 60 days, some of them. So it's only 15 days into it. I'm going to say they don't have enough money yet. Like zero dollars. Okay. <laughs> and yeah. you want to know why? Because you read the description, you still have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah, that's, that's, what that's part saying. of the if problem. If their initial description doesn't target my pain point or yeah. anybody's pain point, <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, you know, yeah, you got to no. really tell us what it is in English. Exactly. And what it does for us. Okay. Now, the next three, I'm going to give you three more. The next three have already done. They're through their campaigns, and you have to tell me. uh, Actually, there's one more. Uh, And you have to tell me whether it reached its camp uh, goal or not. It's Horse World Online, a horse breeding game. Breed horses, compete against friends, and expand your virtual stable in this browser-based game with hundreds of dynamic horse breeds. How much? How many days into it? Oh, or? it's done. So you can tell me whether oh. they made it or not. They were looking Funded. for six thousand dollars. Funded. Sixty three hundred dollars. You are correct. All right. I was surprised at this one because literally it's a game where you, you know, uh, uh, the graphics kind of look like a kids' game, um, yeah. where you do horse breeding. But apparently, there's enough people interested in that that it made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a virtual briars type of thing. You yeah. know, I like those model type miniature thingies so good for that well grace is still grace still uses um do you remember dream horse not dream horse uh bella sarah oh yeah 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 she's she still logs on to bella sarah really every once in a great while yeah yep that was a lot of fun i spent a couple of time i I logged on with her a couple of times years she i think she got her first one she, she was like six or seven and then you know now she's 13. Wow. Yeah, she goes on a couple times a year. Huh. That's funny. Well, there you go. There is the current version of uh, Kickstarter, the horse version. Uh, what's going on over there? Although I did get sucked into the Kickstarter hole and spent about an hour there looking at other stuff. So, <laughs> and I might want to buy something. There's that ADD there. again. <laughs> There's yeah. one thing in there. It's like, oh, that'd be cool. Kickstarter is Kickstarter is not a good place for you to go and no, with, when you have an extra five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to our first guest. We're going to, we haven't, uh, actually, this is normally our fitness segment, right? Yes, uh, but, yes, yes. Uh, but she's Rachel's off on vacation. vacation eating food that's rotten for her. She's in Europe. Oh, she's, she's eating bagels and baguettes and pastries and she's going to yeah. come back fat and then I can, I can bust her chops. Bust her chops. And, but then they're going to Sweden and you know how healthy and beautiful they are in Sweden. So she'll probably be eating healthy and burn off that's everything nice she's trip. Yes, it is. We'll have to pick her brain and get the, get the scoop from her on that, those travels. Sounds good. Well, instead of that, we have a book review for you done by one of our auditors. Our auditors are doing all our book reviews now. And Auditor Avery Morgan reviews Dressage Horse Manifesto. Well, Glenn here, and I have Auditor Avery Morgan with me today. And she was kind enough to take one of the books that we had for review and take a look at it. It's called The Dressage Horse Manifesto, Training Secrets, Insight, and Revelations from 10 Dressage Horses, written by... Yvonne Barteau. I got to tell you, I am so glad you took this one because uh, I couldn't have done it. It's It was a big, fat book. It is a big book. Hi, Glenn. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I, that's why we have the auditors review the books because we cannot possibly, Jennifer and I cannot possibly get through all the books we get every week. Uh, so first, oh, tell yeah. us, is this an educational book? What kind of book did Yvonne write? So this book was written mostly as an educational book, um, but it's definitely not written textbook style. 
it's written more as a story. Um, each section in the book is written as if it's from the horse's point of view. Oh, really? And oh, cool. you, you get you get really interesting kind of nuances about the horse's life and um, how the horse views views that level and that that movement. And so it's it's very entertaining. It's definitely not one of those dry step by step guides to dressage that are out there. Okay, so uh, it so it is the story of these ten different horses then. To some degree, yeah. So the way the book is laid out is they take you through every single level, um, starting with training or even before training level, all the way up through the FEI levels. And each level, which is how the book is um, divided into sections, each level is given a horse that is working in that level. And the book is written or that section is written in first person, but from the horse's point of view. And he covers all the movements. Um, the earlier levels, they gave example tests, talked about how the test would go, and the horse would have little opinions, you know, oh, I don't like to lay yield, or my left side is stiffer. Um, and then they take you through some keystone exercises that you should be doing at that level. Um, so for second level, they introduce some of the lateral work and some of the flying changes, and they go over some keystone exercises, and they take you step by step through that and how you would do it. So it's very educational, but not dry. Well, that's good. I mean, because so many of these books, I don't care if it's dressage or not, can get a bit dry. Uh, <laughs> so I'm glad they added uh, added some things to that. Now, um, so did, what did you, what were the points that you took out of the book and went, okay, these, the, I got this, this, and this out of the book? I think I definitely got a lot um, I mean, I've been doing dressage for a number of years, but never at the higher levels. And so I definitely saw through the book the progression of you know, how training level ties into the movements that come up in second level and so on all the way up through the FEI levels. And I think you don't get that in a lot of the dressage books. They'll focus on one level or the higher levels. So I definitely saw laid out the progression of what the horse who's showing second level is doing and then they took you on up to third level and showed that um, how that movement they were doing in second level progresses into what they're now doing in third level. Did you feel that, was my that, biggest takeaway. Did you feel that this is a book for anybody or do you need to have a certain competency to even understand it? It is absolutely a book for anybody that they have an introduction in here still from the horse's point of view um, explaining what dressage is, what, um, basics you need to have, how you should take care of your horse, how you should treat your horse. Um, they talk about horse personalities and how every horse is different. So you really could pick up this book knowing almost nothing about horses and read it all the way through and have a, a decent understanding of even the FEI levels um, by the end. And we always ask, is there, a, is there something about the book that uh, you didn't like or you would have changed or... I can't really think of anything that I didn't like. Um, I was actually a little surprised by it being in the horse's point of view. And at first to me, that was a little, little strange, but as I read through it, I actually kind of liked that. So I really can't think of anything that I don't like in, in this book. Okay. We use a six flake bale of hay as our, as our scale. How many flakes do you give this book? I'm probably going to give it a six, a six. Wow. Uh, flake bale. Yeah. Wow. Very good. It's called the Dressage Horse Manifesto, Training Secrets, Insight, and Revelations from 10 Dressage Horses. And it was written by Yvonne Bartow. And you can get the book at horseandriderbooks.com. It's a Trafalgar Square book, and we thank Trafalgar for sending it over. And I especially thank you, Avery, for, for doing that for us. Now, we, the auditors, the ones who review uh, the books and some products for us, why do you like being an auditor? If, if you're talking to people out there who are not auditors but really like the Horse Radio Network, what would you tell them? I love being an auditor because I think I really have almost the inside scoop being on the Facebook page. I get to see kind of what's happening behind the scenes and um, and I just love supporting a, a cause or a, a thing that I enjoy. So that's, that's why I enjoy being an auditor. Well, thank you for that, Avery. We appreciate it. 
Well, thank you, and thank you so much for the book. Well, it is fly spray season, everybody, so you want to make sure that you hop on over to horselovers.com. I, I wanted to see how many fly products they had, and I don't know about you up there, but the flies are out in force down here. Matter of fact, this is worse than almost any year we've lived here. You know, our, my face flies are out today, and it's still only like 66 degrees here. It's still fairly chilly. I'm really surprised that the, the face flies are out already. And we're coming into love bug season, too, so... Uh, that's always fun. What do the love bugs do? What is that? What's a love bug? These little bugs that fly around and very slowly and mate while they're flying around. So they're always connected. That's why they're called love bugs. Oh, okay. Um, they're, they're bugs having, you know, whoopee while they're flying around and they smash on your windshield and they're made of glue. So when they smash on your windshield, you cannot get it off. And oh. they smash all over the front of your car because they don't fly very fast. They smash all over the front of your car, <laughs> and it takes a chisel to get it off your car. My it's God, awful. the carnage. It is. It's carnage. The windshields on some of the trucks around here, and they only come out about three weeks twice a year. The windshields on the trucks are literally covered in goo. You can barely see out of them. Because, wow. And the thing that gets them off, believe it or not, is you take a unused dryer sheet. You get it wet and you rub it on the windshield, and that's about the only thing that can get to take take it off. One thing you do not do is use your windshield wiper fluid and your windshield wipers, because all that does is smear it everywhere. <laughs> oh my oh. god, that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> We've tried it a few times; it doesn't work. Trust me. Oh, the only god. thing we found that really takes it off all over the car is dryer sheets. Interesting. I don't know why. <laughs> that's know good why. to know. See, so tune into Stable Scoop and get your love bug tip. But anyway, they, they don't sell those dryer sheets at horselovers.com. But I did search fly. They have a great search engine on their website. I searched fly. And you want to talk about products. You know how they always say uh, that they have the largest selection of any online tax shop. Yeah. Well, there are 48 pages of fly products. So, yes, I would say that they have a, quite a selection of masks and fly sprays and, and uh, fly armor stuff and sheets, uh, just everything you can imagine for horses and for dogs, just everything. So I got to tell you, if you're, you're, you're in the market, you're looking for fly protection this season, you definitely want to head over to horselovers.com first. A lot of people use the fly mesh boots. We don't. We've never used those, but I, I, I know my sister-in-law uses them down here in Florida. Uh, I've used them. I love them. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't used them lately because we've had the, the types of flies are a little bit different. Um, you know, depending on the weather pattern, like you said, the, the crops of flies that come out or that are prevalent seem to change a little bit. They definitely change throughout the year, you know, and then also from year to year, depending on what kind of winter we had. Uh, so I didn't really need to use them last year, but the year before I had to use them on um, Brody, definitely, because he was just a stomping fool. I put those things on him and he was just as happy as can be. All he really needs is um, the leg wraps, you know, the fly mm-hmm. boots. And a mask with the nose. He definitely has to have the nose piece. Well, they got all of that. Any Kensington, the professional's choice, Duramask, uh, just goes, Rainsman, just goes on and on, Shires, all kinds of things. Just check them out at horselovers.com. Go there for all your fly protection needs, and you're going to want to do that soon. They also have all the fly sprays and like SWAT and just... uh, the gallons and the quarts, they just have a little bit of everything. Uh, and also, I don't know if you noticed, but I've been posting their sales on our Stable Scoop Facebook page. You want to keep an eye on that. Right now, they have going on a, a big sale on 60% off on uh, every or not everything, but a ton of Outback trading products. So coats and shirts and all kinds of Outback stuff, which you know I love. Yep. Uh, we, I have all kinds of Outback stuff. And it's always expensive to begin with, in my opinion. But 60% off, you can get a deal on it right now at horselovers.com. So head on over there and use HRN as uh, uh, in the checkout to get 10% off your next order as a coupon code HRN. All right, let's head over right now to our listener of the week. Neil, cue the music. It is the year of the listener. And now, our Stable Scoop listener of the week. Well, as I said, our listener of the week this week is somebody that I've met several times, probably more than most listeners. She's an auditor. She's an all-around terrific person, and she's cute as a button. And that's Celeste Coulter, and she's out of Virginia. Hi, Celeste. 
You're so sweet, Glenn. Yeah, that's going to end. So, uh, we'll, we'll... <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Butter them up in the beginning, <laughs> Celeste, and then Welcome take them to down. The family, Celeste. <laughs> There's room under the I bus. I'll make you a bed. <laughs> Thank you. Celeste. At least there's fun company there. And you know, I have I have a right. Yeah, you guys have a riot under there with your uh with your bourbon and your, your beds under the bus. Um I gotta tell you, I, I feel like Celeste is part of the family because she's been listening for so long. She comes to Rolex every year. I had we had dinner with her and her lovely husband uh while we were at Rolex a couple of weeks ago and just you know, she's one of those auditors and listeners that make it worthwhile doing the horse radio network because we have made so many cool friends and i count you and ben as as part of that oh that makes me so happy because sometimes i wonder if i like like you more than you guys like me (laughs) (laughs) well i don't know it depends how far that goes but that's a story that's a different show (laughs) (laughs) come on the newport show we talk about love and romance all the time (laughs) uh <laughs> you know, you're also you you are a very active and upgoing upgoing. That's a new word I made up. Upgoing. upgoing. You're very <laughs> I like that. Out, you're very active and uplifting participant in the horse radio family. So like you are posting things about your filly and your other horses and so you sort of invite us in on your everyday journey with your horses, which I think is really nice. Like I, it's fun to be a part of that your life basically. Yeah, no, it's so nice to have that community because, I, I mean, I I have horse friends here around town, but even, you know, people here in my local area, I can't necessarily see them all the time. So it's like, I feel like I'm almost as close with you guys and the auditor page and the host and everybody who I am friends with on Facebook, just because I do get to see, you know, all, all of you guys' daily happenings and you get to see mine. And I think that's what makes people close. Yep. That's one of the, you know, I, I was reading some, some people were complaining about Facebook and the feeds and how it's how there's too much politics and all that stuff. Well, I kind of just ignore all of that. One of the things I love about Facebook is what you just said, Celeste. There is no way, if we were doing these shows right now without Facebook, well, we did, right, Helena, in the beginning. There was no yeah. Facebook. <laughs> there was no And no. we had no interaction with our listeners because you just don't take the time as a listener to go to our website and interact. It, it just doesn't happen. You don't do it. I don't do it with the shows I listen to. So, But Facebook yeah. has allowed us all to do that because it's easy. So that is one of the things I love about Facebook. Oh, definitely. Well, enough about Facebook. How about you? You got four <laughs> horses. You're starting a collection. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I uh I have four right now. I was actually I I had four for a very long time and then um we had to pull my old guy down. So I was down to three for about a year and a half and um and then we actually ended up it was one of those like right right time, right place and everything situations where um a breeder that was not that far away from me um, well, relatively speaking, not that far away from me, uh, has thoroughbreds and she breeds for really nice sport horses, but, um, but also kind of specializes in, uh, thoroughbreds that carry a color gene. And I've always just loved Palominos. So like, to me, my ideal horse is a Palomino thoroughbred that can go out and do like prelim eventing. So I'm hoping that eventually one day the, this little filly will help me help me get there. But it's it's really fun because I have such a wide um, age range and a kind of wide, uh, not necessarily discipline, but wide interest with all my different horses. So I have my little 29-year-old uh, Shetland pony who I've had since I was four years old. He's like oh. my brother, pretty much. <laughs> and um, yeah, he's been with me since since I was four. And that's just hilarious story because you guys always play that green on green mix black and blue clip and that was definitely us when we first <laughs> when we first got that pony because uh I, I don't know where it came from you know a lot of people say like oh well you know like either my parents or someone in my family like my mom liked horses or, or something like that but like I it literally like I have a mutation or something in my genetic <laughs> makeup that makes me so obsessed with the horses because no one in my immediate family or my extended family, and my mom is Catholic, so she has got a huge family. Nobody at all in my entire family on either side has ever been a horse person in any generation that I've known. 
That's so, so amazing to from. me. That is so fascinating <laughs> to me. I love it. I, I love that that they produce this anomaly who is like you didn't yeah. just dabble in horses. Like it's in you think it's in your blood and bones, and yet you can't. Oh even yeah, back. that's so cool. Yeah, it's it's so weird because like I mean it, it's so funny. I um I saw like a long time ago. I mean back you know when we still had. VCRs and and the big huge honking like cassette recorders that you carried around camera recorders and um and we had one when we were little and uh it's just funny because at some point we were going my brothers and I were going through um like the old home movies and in the background of like my oldest brother's like 10th birthday party you can see like little one and a half year old me like I'm toddling along for two hours straight behind the neighbor who brought her like little quarter horse mare over to give pony rides, just like hands out, you know, like doing the give me hand sign, <laughs> like just falling around for two hours trying to get this horse. I don't even know if I could talk yet, but I did that the whole time just to get to her. And then when they, when they finally got done, like giving all the kids and stuff, pony rides, my grandma, who I'm pretty sure is actually scared of horses finally agreed to get on the horse just so I could sit on the horse and like our neighbor took me around the yard like 10 times which was 10 times more than anybody else had gotten and when they tried to stop and get me off I just screamed bloody murder <laughs> I would I would not have it all I wanted was to stay on that horse and so it's like been from the time I could speak I've been asking for a pony I was always sneaking over into the neighbor's pasture to pet their horses and everything but the pony that we got was <laughs> and he is don't get me wrong I love him to death he's an absolute angel now but he was a uh, very late cut gelding and he had actually been used as a breeding stallion previous to us getting him and the only reason we got him was because he was free because he was beating up all of the uh buildings and rounding up all the mares at this boarding farm for the owners who owned him had that they had and when they put him out tried to cut him and then put him out with everybody else it was like his testosterone was still way sky high and he was like oh no i'm a little stallion still and i'm these are my mares and you can't come anywhere near him so they were giving him away and that's why we got him was because he was free but it was it was a very interesting experience but i was I was all hearts in my eyes from, from the moment he showed up. <laughs> now I've, so there's the, I'm interested in your Philly, but your the, your thoroughbred gelding who you write about is like the laziest. He loves to, he's, he's <laughs> teaching beginner lessons. I love this. I love the yeah. way, you know, we think we have this, this, we have a horse who's so talented and you think is a perfect fit yep. for a particular career and you try and try and try and try. And they're just like, nope, don't want that. Nope. And then, <laughs> yep, nope. but I love that you found him something to do. Tell us about how he likes to give beginner riding lessons. So he, he was another one that I've gotten a lot of free horses. It's not until just recently that I could even There's afford to actually a purchase a horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, this one had his own reasons. He, he was, I mean, he's a little 15, two hand thoroughbred gelding and he'd been bred to race, but not of any, you know, really consequential blood stock or anything. And, um, Hadn't even, he never got tattooed because he never even made an official start. So he was that, that lazy from the beginning. And he'd been through seven owners in his first seven years of life. And I was his seventh owner. And, um, and I was, you know, 14 and gung-ho. And I'd had my saint of a quarter horse previously that just, you know, I thought I could do anything. I was jumping four foot on him. I was out galloping around bareback, like nothing scared me. And I got this horse and <laughs> he was just the complete opposite end of the spectrum. And, um, I mean, he was, he reared, he bucked, he's difficult, he's this, that, and the other. And it was, it took me 10 years to finally realize that regardless of the fact that he's extremely athletic and, you know, a, a decent mover and he could really go out and do a lot of stuff, he just didn't want to. And there was no convincing him. And that's why I think it's so funny when people say, oh, well, you're forcing them to do this and forcing them to do that. I'm like, you trust me. <laughs> I have one. You cannot convince, nor can you force a horse who's 1,200 pounds to do anything they don't want to do. 
So um, I spent a long time because he was all I could afford. I couldn't afford to get another horse to uh, try and get him to think that like, you know, jumping little two six, two nine stuff was not that difficult. But he just didn't want to do it. So I was uh, too scared to give him away to anybody. I didn't want to sell him because I was afraid something bad might happen to him because he was, in my mind, he was crazy. He, you know, he fucking reared me. He was just dangerous under saddle and he could be really unpredictable. And um, I didn't want to risk Sounds putting him in a bad situation. For a so <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so I kept him all that time and when I when I finally got my um my younger thoroughbred gelding, I, I kinda just said like, All right, well, um I had a girl that was a very competent rider that was a good friend of mine. She kinda leased him a little bit and just did some pleasure stuff with him. And uh, after that, I was considering selling him to be a trail horse, but we, we went to the local equestrian park um, one day, and uh, <laughs> because my husband, Ben, is not a rider at all, <laughs> he um, he was there with me, and I wanted to take my younger gelding out cross-country schooling, and Ben didn't feel like walking. So <laughs> we threw a uh, Western saddle on to my older guy, and, um, and now Ben, I mean, he had ridden maybe two or three times previously before that. And that was really like when we first started dating, just because, you know, Let's I was the obsessed. Let's put the husband on the horse me. that bucks and rears. I see how you <laughs> well, are. Well, that's it. This was, no, this is 10 years later. Okay. So he's much calmer at this point. But um, <laughs> the funny later. thing was, I was like, well, later, we yeah. can throw the husband on. Who cares if he dies? I got insurance. <laughs> Typical horse girl. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, but he, um, I was like, well, you know, he was always good if you were just walking. So I said, Ben, we're just going to walk anyways. He should be fine. But I had done some, you know, like if for any reason he got scared and bolted, this is how you, you know, take care of it and everything. But no, like I threw him up there and we would go walking out to cross country and I've never seen that horse's eye softer. He was like, this is the best thing since sliced bread. Like he's not asking me to work. I don't even have to trot, Like I don't have to do anything hard. And he just absolutely adored it. And I was like, this is a different horse than I thought I knew. So I, uh, I had some, you know, Ben ride him a couple other times and everything. And then I had some other friends who were just sort of advanced beginners, um, come out and ride with me. And, and I was like, you know what, this is it. He's been trying to tell me all this time that this was the route he wanted to go, and I just was too knuckleheaded to I, listen. I can relate. So once to that. I did fat start listening, he, I can relate to that. Fat he's, <laughs> he is fat and lazy. I'm a kindred spirit with this horse. <laughs> yeah, he he is very much that way. But now he he loves it. I mean, he takes great care of beginners. He does like he's so. I mean, in all horses, I think are this way, but he's so adept at just you know, pushing them just enough to make them grow, but not pushing so hard that they get uncomfortable. And, mm. and like now he never bucks and he never, he never does anything bad with them. But if I still get on, he's like, Oh no, we're fighting today. <laughs> oh God. Don't you hate it? He's a Celeste yeah. <laughs> complex. <laughs> he does. Yeah. We have kind of a bad history together. So that's why I just don't even ride him anymore. I, I just have him give lessons because the two of us are like fire and gasoline together. But well, he's great as at Dr. the job Wendy he would say, You're probably both fires, and two fires don't match. Probably. That's how I <laughs> yeah. was. Hey, we... But you know, sometimes you do just want to hop on this amazing horse who who just kind of packs people around, and you're like, Yeah, I might like yeah. that for a half hour or so, you know. And then you get on his back, and he's like, uh-uh, Nope, I have other plans yeah, nope, for you, and you nope. just can't do it. And it's it's a little frustrating. I mean, it's nice that you found him a job and he's happy, but you know, sometimes I don't know. That's how I felt. I was like, yeah, like my horse. He's you know, you put beginners on him, and he will do anything. He's forward. He's happy. He's light. You know, he's fun to ride. And I get on him, and he <laughs> wants to bulge at the shoulder, cut corners, scrape my head off on the yep. tree branch, and I'm like, I got to put yeah. big spurs on. <laughs> exactly. Thanks a lot, well, buddy. I love you, too. Celeste, we... <laughs> yeah, I only feed you and take care of you all day, every day. Right. <laughs> Celeste, we're, we we have to get to your speed round, but there's uh, one other thing I wanted to talk to you about quick, because, and uh, we'll, we'll have to keep this a Reader's Digest version, but your other thoroughbred you got, which you thought was going to be your super event horse, ended up getting very sick and coming and determining that it was uh, chronic Lyme disease, which I know a little bit about, yep. uh, and 
you know, I know you fought that battle for years. It cost you a fortune, didn't it? That particular battle with this yeah, horse. Definitely a small fortune, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And how is he now? What's the... What do we have going on now? He's um so he's doing pretty good right now. He he finally got cleared to go back to full work in February of this year. So it's only been a couple months, but he was out of work almost entirely out of work for close to a year and a half. So we've got a lot of fitness and everything to um to get back caught up on and all that. So he's mostly just been hacking doing some light ring work, just starting to kind of get him into a program where he's up to riding. 30 to 45 minutes, uh, a lot of hills and everything to try and build his, his hind end back up. But he honestly, I mean, I got the horse for $500. He's cost me a fortune now, but I, it's the best money I ever spent because he looks better and feels better than he's ever felt before. And at eight years old, he's just finally quit growing. He's like a monstrously large. But um, but it's just amazing to see kind of that, that change in him because if you ask me, he's had that Lyme's disease since I got him off the track at three. Mm, so he's did. been dealing with it a long time. And hmm. he's always going to have a little bit of something. He'll never be 100% probably. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. So now we're just kind of, we're trying to, you know, I have him on a lot of the Omega Alpha supplements and everything. I talked to um, I talked to Jeff at the rep at Rolex uh, last weekend and everything to to try and get some other ideas on what we could do to really get him back on par. But, um, I mean, I really do think he can go out and do a lot of stuff now, but we just have to be sure that we're giving him as much preventative maintenance as, as we can afford to do, um, just to be sure that he can last as long as possible. Cause I, I mean, we don't know exactly how long we only know it's been more than five months that he had the infection, but I felt like the problems he was exhibiting, he's been exhibiting since I got him. So that mm-hmm. would be, five years since I've had him, just since I've had him, that he's been dealing with it, which means he could have had it almost his whole life. Well, I hmm. wanted to mention to everybody that I'm, I did an interview for the top podcast for Lime, and this is Lime and People, called Lime Ninja Radio. And hmm. they, they do a good job. I listen to their podcast. If you have Lime or you have family that has Lime and you're dealing with it either with people or with horses, we actually talked about horses uh, a little bit. That's why he had me on was to talk about kind of the animal side of things. Uh, but he's a oh, cool. he's actually a uh, uh, he does Chinese medicine and acupuncture and things. And uh, I think had Lyme and then uh, started this show. So that'll be coming up. I'll put a link to that when it comes out that everybody can listen to it. You know, <laughs> Helena, that, that show we did on Lyme and people is still the most listened to episode we've ever had. So yep. it's, a, yeah. it's a topic that really concerns horse people for sure. And it's not going away because we're not really going to be no. able to get rid of ticks. So it's going to always be there. Before we get into the rapid fire questions, tell everybody what kind of cool job you have. Uh, it's an interesting job because of who I work for, I think, more than yeah. <laughs> a cool job because of what I do. Um, I'm the finance manager for a minor league baseball team um, here in our area, and it's a, a minor league affiliate of the Boston Red Sox. There you so go, it, It's really cool <laughs> getting, to, uh, getting to learn about kind of, you know, how baseball works on the backside that nobody sees. There you go. Isn't that a cool job? There, that's fun. And you know, and I'm always amazed at what kind of smart people we have listening to our show. <laughs> still, it still amazes me. People tell me oh, I'm a doctor, I'm a lawyer. Uh, you know, um, we have a lot of accountants and financial people, which I didn't even know. Girls, horses, and math went together, but apparently, with some they do. Uh, so, yeah, cool job. And she gets to do some fun things working. Minor league teams are more fun than major league teams, I think. My, I've heard. Yeah. I've heard the games are more fun. <laughs> they do stuff less politics, less money. They do cool stuff with the audience and all kinds of promotions. And yeah, yeah. I love minor league hockey because that they just they go inactive. overboard for for their audience. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. All right, rapid fire question time, Helena. Here we go. Okay, question mm. number one, Celeste. What is your favorite food? Definitely got to be homemade mac and cheese. Got your carbs, you got your cheese, best of both worlds, you know. Mmm. Now you know why I like carbs, <laughs> juicy, cheesy, saltiness, <laughs> delish. Okay. What's your least favorite food? Um, it's less of a specific food that I dislike and more of a texture. 
Like I really, I really hate snotty textures. Like, like, <laughs> like, cook egg, like cook eggplant. Yeah. Or like shellfish or like that nasty, gross crap that's in tomatoes that holds the seeds together. It's all like <laughs> rummy and it's like, eating a loogie or something. It's so gross. I can't, I can't deal with that. I have to tell you, I have the same tomato problem. I have the same. And yet, Thank you. And yet I, I've been forcing myself to eat shellfish for a while. And then you do get used to the texture and I've just added oysters to my repertoire, which is uh, talk about that's uh. the ultimate loogie oh that's like yeah, yeah that's like fish loogie or sea ocean loogies oh but it's so yeah. good so it's interesting i can down an oyster but that stuff inside a tomato still makes okay i gotta tell stuff. you guys when yeah. i woke up this morning i never thought i'd be saying the term ocean loogie that's i never <laughs> thought okay. all right let's go on please okay please, moving please. on moving on what's your what's your biggest equestrian pet peeve celeste oh my gosh i I, I, it's a, it's a tie. It's a tie between the tie between people who just treat their horses like quote unquote backyard horses, like they're just there to be there, and they don't actually take proper care of them. Like if you, if you don't want to do the work that's involved with having a horse, then you just shouldn't have horses, and you definitely shouldn't be letting them breed in your in your back pasture. But I, I don't know if that pisses me off more, or um, when people like. There's some people in our local area who they go to all these shows and everything, and you can just tell, like, they're not in it for the enjoyment of riding their horse and competing their horse and, and getting better together. They're there to get ribbons and points, and that's a really all that matters to them. And nothing frustrates me more than when people put their ambitions above the welfare of their animals. Well, I, I like we that. Can add anything to that? <laughs> I mean, I hate that. I get it. I understand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's everywhere. It's it's unfortunately, yeah, you know, it's, it's everywhere. Okay, something more positive. Do you have a favorite professional <laughs> or celebrity equestrian? Have a total girl crush on Lainey Asker. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> You're not the only one. Sorry. <laughs> She's a four-star inventor who, who lives here in Virginia, too, and we actually are really hoping to um, sell our farm in Roanoke and move towards Richmond in the next year or two. And, like, I, it would be the epitome of my life if we can move out there and I can just start riding with Lainey. Like, that would be my, my dream come true because she, she really understands thoroughbreds and she advocates for them so much. And thoroughbreds are just absolutely my heart horses. I... I really don't have any any breed that I would want more than just a thoroughbred but um but because she's just such such an awesome rider and such a nice person and she really understands and loves the same breed I do it's like yeah I, I have a total girl crush on her well and I okay. will I will tell you that her mother started her cross country riding trip on thoroughbreds from California yesterday and is planning to ride across the entire country to the ocean and uh, do it on thoroughbred. So she started that project yesterday. Wow. Oh, I, I totally messaged her event page and told her if she comes through Roanoke, Bedford, Lynchburg area, she can stay at our farm. <laughs> oh, how <laughs> there nice. You go. There you go. <laughs> That's awesome. I need to do that too. I got to find my, I got to find me a celebrity <laughs> equestrian who's riding cross country. Okay. Um, <laughs> what career other than one with horses and the one that you have now, would you like to pursue if you could try a new career? If I was not infected with this obsession, I would have 100% been a travel writer. I love traveling and I try to do it every chance I get, but it's just hard when the horses are eating most of your paychecks. <laughs> but I, I, I miss my ponies when I'm gone too long, but I love nothing more than just taking vacations to other countries and everything, just going backpacking, meeting other people, really getting to know the culture. That's my favorite part. Cool. And if you could have, all right, what's the most terrifying thing you've ever done and would you do it again? I went cliff diving in Spain once. <laughs> oh, wow. And it was terrifying, but I would totally do it again. We um we traveled to this little island in the Mediterranean called Menorca and it like I don't even remember how we came across it, but we were wandering and found this little cove where there are a bunch of other people and like the cliff tops had actually been 
more or less paved over to make them like safe to stand on top of just jump off the top of this cliff into this cove and like the water is crystal clear it was amazing but terrifying like that second you step off like oh yeah. my god why did i do this yeah 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 what did <laughs> but I afterwards do? it's like the, yeah it's like the best like most thrilling thing ever and it's a great memory I, w- I would totally go skydiving too but i'm sure it would feel the same way like why did I just throw myself out of an airplane? But after you hit the gun, you're like, this was amazing. You know, it's funny. There's people out there who like throw a leg over a 1200 pound horse and they're like, why did I just do that? What the heck did I just get myself into? And we're like, la da 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 You know, yeah. perspective is so interesting. Okay, moving on. Last question. If you could, I'm going to ask this question about your Shetland gelding. If you could ask him- okay one question and he could answer what would you ask him oh uh, this my pony <laughs> yes um your lifelong can pony. we work out some kind of code so that we can talk all the time <laughs> oh that's great that's the best one ever <laughs> that is the best one ever stop twice if you're mad Swish your tail once. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. He knows how to tell me when he's mad. His cute, tiny little button ears go straight back. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is the cutest answer ever. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> That's a wrap, my dear. Thank I you, love getting to know you more. <laughs> this has been Definitely. fun. This has been fun. I hope we keep seeing you at Rolex every year. Oh, yeah. No, that's, that's the plan. Annual trip. Sounds good. Thanks, Celeste. Thank you, Celeste. Have a great day. Sparkle and Boom is a marketing company catering to small and medium-sized businesses. Their goal is to add some sparkle to your marketing in order to get some boom in your bottom line. They do it by engaging your target market with an elegant style and genuine message, a message that shines a light on what's appealing, unique, better, and awesome about your business. Sparkle and Boom can help you to reach new customers with a message that is both meaningful and effective at driving new business. Business. Click over to sparkleandboom.com for more information. That's sparkleandboom.com. Now it's time for Tack and Habit. Well, we have Jennifer with us today from, of course, the Horse Tip Daily Show and producer on Horses in the Morning and my lovely wife, whose birthday it was yesterday. Happy birthday, dear. Thank you very much. You got me such a wonderful card. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we told that story at the beginning of the show about my wonderful card. You guys are so, you're just chock full of these wonderful romance stories. (laughs) Okay, so I need to know whether it was true love or low standards. I need to know. <laughs> I have to know that. Um, it was true love. It With, was low true. Standards. With low standards. Low standards. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so right now we're going to talk about your new pony because you actually did a product review for us uh, brought to you by HorseLovers.com. And the product was the Shire's Neoprene Brushing Boots. Righto. I got uh, some brushing boots for my new horse, Nigel, because new, my new horse, Nigel, has pie plates for hooves, and he tends to bump himself a little bit. So I needed to protect his little ankles, and I wanted to get something that was lightweight and easy to take care of. And brushing boots and splint boots, are they usually use the name interchangeably. This, these ones happen to be called brushing boots, and they look a lot like... Um, probably half a dozen other brands of brushing boots that you see on event horses and trail horses and uh, sometimes some jumpers. And they protect the insides of the legs so that when one foot front foot bonks into the other front leg on the, on the opposite side, they don't end up with bruises everywhere. And they close with Velcro or touch tape closure, if it's not brand name. But it doesn't have the little D-rings. You see a lot of splint boots... Um, have the little metal D-ring, so you stuff the the uh, Velcro through, and then you pull it back to close it. It doesn't have them. It's just a flat cover, uh, and I like that better because I don't like the ones with the little D-rings. I think you can make them too tight. So mm, Interesting. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're nice and lightweight. I like that the edges are all stitched down. They have 
edging all the way around all of the edges so you don't end up with those little frayed parts. That was really nice. And they're super, super lightweight. And they have the nice, soft, uh, I don't know if it's plastic, but it's not leather either. It's just pleather. I'll call it pleather. It's a nice, soft okay. pleather strike plate on the inside, which is durable because when they keep bonking into it, if you have something that's made of suede, which you see a lot in the cheap ones, the suede just tears. And then where are you at? Yeah, or if you get the really fancy schmancy support ones, there's no strike plate at all, and then you tear up your expensive boots. So this is just perfect so that it protects their legs and the boot is durable. Hmm. There you so go. have you put them on him yet? Yes, he has been wearing them when I ride. And every once in a while, if like especially if I'm walking beside him, I can hear it go swoosh when he bumps into it. Yep. So it's doing its job. You so can hear doing, it. It's doing its job. I it, I always love it when you put these nice boots on your horse and there's never a mark on the boot probably because yeah. you know you didn't really need them but he does need them I'm, I'm starting to see little little scuff marks on it where he bumps into himself with his front feet so i'm very pleased with them and though they're very easy to use it's just flat velcro simple to use i got the boring old black kind because they didn't have any of the fancy colors in stock for me so i had to get the which you would totally would have gone for the fancy colors i totally would have <laughs> i know <laughs> zebra stripes would be kind of cool you feel so special in royal blue but they didn't have any so i got black ones and that they're suitable for everything okay now okay. the uh, the one thing you want to watch is if you're not familiar with shire's products or the shire's neoprene brushing boots you may have to finagle with the sizing a little bit. According to the sizing chart on the package, I should have gotten Nigel horse size, which makes sense. Nigel's 16 hands, maybe plus a little bit, and reasonably big boned. He's not a, he's not a fine boned horse. And I okay. went down a full size. I went and got him cob when the chart said he should have had a horse. And the cob are almost too big. They just fit. Huh. Okay. Yes. So, you, so Shires tends to run a little bit bigger. At least their neoprene brushing boots do. I don't have a lot of Shires products, so I can't say if it's across the board. I have a couple of Shires products, and I would have to say, yeah, some of their They're stuff. generous? Yeah, generous is a great word. Yes, yeah. generous. Yeah. Husky fit. Husky fit. There we <laughs> go. It's in the Husky department. Go to the voice department. You get the husky. I am a huge fan of Shires products, the Shires brand. I think that they do a great job of um, anything that they don't make themselves that they select from, you know, mm-hmm. um, behind-the-scenes manufacturer. I think they do a great job on uh, putting quality products out there. They, uh, they so do. Good if, val- the sizing, if the sizing is a little bit off, um, you know, you just do a little extra homework and get that tape measure out. I, I'm Anything I buy now, I, I have to compare against it, whatever I've tape measured to my horse. Yeah. And if I don't, if they don't put, like if they just say it's horse size or cob size, I'll actually call or text someone, one of the customer yeah. service reps and say, can you just measure a cheek piece for me? Or, um, uh, yeah, so you can't. You, yeah. I've done that's that with horse lovers thing. before where I, I use their handy dandy live chat. Yeah. And they, they've been very good about it. It's like, sure, hang on a second. I'll go check that out for you. So yeah, they, no and attitude they, there. The, the height part, wasn't where the issue was. It was the diameter part. Yeah, as big as he is, he's not that big a diameter, right? No, he's... he. I would say he's very average when it comes to your modern thoroughbred. He's not mm. particularly light-boned. I wouldn't even call Except him particularly his feet, which are the size of medium pizzas. Yes, it, they are. There's, yeah. yeah. Um, the, the pizza pan. Um, <laughs> so I think, I think he's very much in the middle. Uh, I think it's just a, something that the... The um, the measurements when it get, went from UK measurements to US measurements because they mm. all use different words for different things and I'm like yeah it just didn't transfer very well right so uh, use your tape measure go to horselovers.com and use their live chat or give them a call on the phone if you're if you're not too sure and when you shop if you see that it's only available in cob and pony size and you have a horse like me I would have looked right past them seeing the cob yeah me too that. don't don't hesitate to ask. Um, they're a very good value, and most of uh, Shire's products are. It's a good value brand if you're going to use them yeah, regularly. Yeah, they're 24 bucks. They're 24 yeah. bucks. You use yeah. them regularly. They're going to last me a few years. I'm not doing any advanced eventing. You know, I'm not doing anything that's crazy. Probably if I was going to be doing really heavy-duty advanced-level stuff, I, I might wear these out really fast, but I'm not. I'm using them daily for a horse that does walk, trot, canter stuff and hops over some little fences. Right. Um, so let's I'm just put the warning out there too. If your horse has a problem with neoprene, these are not for you. 
right? Because they are made of neoprene, and which is pretty typical. And obviously, in the name, they tell you just that. But the nice part about neoprene (laughs) versus fleece is the sand doesn't get stuck in there. They're really easy to clean. I just take a hose and hose them off, and they dry very quickly. I love that about neoprene. I do. And it's easy to work with. It's it's malleable. So it's even good, I think, in the wintertime here when it's super cold um, or just point. chilly or whatever, whether good it's, point. yeah, yeah they, and they, they just, I like the way that you get a nice tight fit. So you're yeah. less likely to get crap in there, junk, right. you, make, you know. Yeah, the strike plate is made of a soft pleather versus the hard, crunchy plastic one, Yeah, uh, which has a lower impact protection. But it's also very malleable. And like you said, it gets a really good fit around their leg. And now if you have a horse that really needs that extra strike plate protection, you might want to go with a plastic type. But these were just perfect for what I needed for everyday use, protect his little leggies from himself. And I'm just pleased as punch. And you can find them at horselovers.com. We'll put a link in our show notes to the product. But you can just go to horselovers.com and search for Shire's Neoprene Brushing Boots, and they'll come right up at $24. It's the right price. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Of course, you can hear Jennifer at horsetipdaily.com. She's over there doing tips all the time. Thank you for joining us. You're welcome. Thanks, Jen. Bye. Well, I see everything is going well, Helena, over on your show. It's going very well. Yeah, we've got a lot of great activity over there. It looked a little fishy on this episode, though, I got to say. Well, the last episode was about oysters because there's a big oyster festival coming up in Newport um, in the middle of this month. But the one that you haven't listened to yet is about a really luxurious day spa called the Bodhi Spa. I did get to go. Ah, I did get to go. This this gig has some nice benefits to it. Well, no. Going to the spa was a gift certificate from Buck's mom. She was kind enough to get me a gift certificate to the spa, so I went and tried it out, and I loved it so much, I decided to get them on the show to talk about what it takes. I think I saw the picture you took of the, the girls standing in front of the sign. Yeah, they're sisters. Oh, it's they're a really cute cool. As the Dickens. They're really cute as the Dickens. It's really, you know, it's about their spa, but it's also about, um, you know, their relationship as sisters and how they started this business and how they support. That's not one always easy. <laughs> no, it's not always easy. And you know, when you're you're in the business of making people feel good, there's a lot of pressure, you know. Um, and they have this unique thing called the water journey. So there are these like spa baths, which are a little bit different than your typical, you know, get your hair and nails done. This is a little bit more intense, a little deeper therapy. It's a very cool place. Very cool. And you can find her here all about all things uh, Newport over on that Newport show, that newportshow.com, right? Yes, sir. Or search on any of the your podcatchers or podcast players. Just search for that Newport show. Mine automatically updates. I use Pocket Casts or Pod. I use Pocket Casts for my app, and uh, I have all my shows. I really like Pocket Casts. It works really well. It's like three or four bucks, but uh, I love it. I think. It's now, why do you like that? But see, I use Stitcher Radio. Why do you like Pocket Casts? Pocket Casts is kind of independent, and also I like the interface with the player and how it pauses and everything. Mm. And it okay. interacts with the phone really well. Okay. So, um, you have a droid, right? Yeah, I have a droid. And yeah. I just, I've played with everyone out there. And I just like this one the best. Uh, I, I haven't never been able to find one that I wanted. You know, that it really uses the iTunes. Uh, it, it gets all this information off of iTunes. Yeah, okay. So everything is here. It works well. Um, I just like it. Cool. Like how it works. I like cool. how it's laid out too. I got you know me. I need something simple. I'm my ADHD yes, kicks in. I don't I know. to fool around. So <laughs> you can find the Stable Scoop show and all of the past episodes at stablescoop.com. Get the app for Horse Radio Network, HRN app, iOS or Android. And I will say that the Android app has been updated now. Both of them are. So whether you have Apple or whether you have an Android, the app is updated. All the new shows are on there. We have 10 shows now on there. And also the live feed. So you can listen to Horses in the Morning live on our own app. It's free. It's easy to use. Plus any special events we do like Radiothon, you'll be able to listen to on the app now as well. So we're, we're trying to upgrade that little bits at a time as we go along here and make it better for you guys. You can find Helena at? Helena at horseradionetwork.com. And? Sparklingboom.com. Uh, Sparklingboom.com, that Newportshow.com. Yeah, yeah there. I'm I'm all over the darn place. Yeah, just give them all out there. Hey, but you, if you can't remember all that stuff, you can always reach me at horseradionetwork.com. And many thanks to this week's sponsors, of course, horselovers.com. So horselovers.com and Sparkle and Boom. 
That's it for this week. That's plenty, but there will be more next week. Until then, happy scooping. <laughs>